a friend of mine who was here tonight, she thought that she had failed this past November in her visit to Poughkeepsie, not Poughkeepsie, Prince Pittsburgh. Friends of hers that she knew well, and they were a little bit down because of the same seeming recession. One friend had worked for 27 years at Jones and Lockton, one of the great big steel firms of our country. In the months of September and October, they let out 4,000 workers. He had to put in three more years, three years and two months to complete a 30-year service with the firm. After 30 years, he could retire at a very good, I would say, retirement fund. But he also had six more years to go for his Social Security. And they let out 4,000. And then it was rumored in the plant that they're going to close that plant. She reminded him of the use of imagination, which she had used with him successfully in her previous visit to Pittsburgh. Well, he laughed it off. Those things would have happened anyway. She reminded him of six distinct requests on his part that he thought he could not realize. Every one came to pass, as she reminded him. And then she took a vision of mine and explained it to him. She said, you know what I told you the last time? That Neville had a vision. Well, the Bible tells us that the depth of our own being speaks to us through the medium of dreams and vision. So here in this dream of mine, call it a dream if you will, it was just as real as this, I was taken in spirit into an enormous mansion. And here, three generations were present, but one was invisible, and that was the grandfather. The father was explaining to his children the secret of his own father's success. So there was the grandfather now departed from the world, leaving behind him an enormous fortune for the benefit of his son and then his grandchildren. And so the father said to the children, grandfather used to say, while standing on an empty lot, I remember when this was an empty lot. Then he would paint a word picture so vividly of what he intended to do with that empty lot that it ceased to be an empty lot and you saw the structure that he intended to build. But he acted as though it was already a completed act. He began with the feeling of having arrived at his ideal for that empty lot. Then I woke on my bed, and I recalled the dream, and I knew that the depths of my own being had constructed that scene to instruct me. Here is one facet of the great use of this power called imagination, which is God. It was too early to rise, so I went back to sleep, and I redreamed the dream. This time, I am the grandfather. I am not the father telling the story. 
I am not an eavesdropper listening to the story as it was told in the original dream. I am now the grandfather. Then I would say to everyone, by standing on an empty lot, I remember when this was an empty lot. So she reminded him of this technique. Now she said, you are afraid that you might be let out after 27 years and two months in Jones and Lockton. I will now remember when you were afraid. I will remember when you thought it all came to an end. That's one. He said, two years ago, I was interviewed, and I thought it a very good interview. But after two years, it has never appeared in the trade paper. And I wondered what have they done with it? Have they simply forgotten it, mislaid it, or deliberately not used it? She said, I will read that magazine, and I'll be lifted up by it. It's humorously written, as you tell me. Well, I will take that book right now in my hand, that magazine, and I will read it all about you. She went into two or three others. Then she returns. Now she's here tonight. She said, in December, I received the magazine. It's very well written and very, very humorous, all about this man. Then she said, I heard on the radio that Jones and Lockton had decided not to close the plant, but instead to spend $13 million on the plant in modernizing. And then beginning January the 1st, to recall, to recall over 4,000 workers that they had let out. Now he is walking on air, but like all of these fellows, he will still forget it. He will still turn to a God outside of himself. This to him would have happened anyway. They would have spent the 13 million, brought back the 4,000. That thing that was found after two years and printed, all that would have happened. And man goes blindly on worshiping a false God because he does not know God. The only God is your own wonderful human imagination. The only name forever and forever that is his name is I am. She put herself into a mood, actually feeling that she was reading a story of her friend. And here it came, it's a complete spread, two full pages, all about this man. And then a little news bulletin on the radio. And then confirmation from him on a telephone call from his wife confirming the news bulletin that they're all back on their job and here now, as he said, for years, after 27 years, I walked through that plant and I thought I'd go crazy. I wanted to climb the wall because of the noise. When I heard the hammers and the bellows and the furnaces and all these thousands of workmen that constant, constant din, I wanted to climb the wall. Now, after 4,000 were let out, my footsteps echoed through the entire area. I would like to run and scream running towards my office. What he does in the plant, I do not know. 
But if he goes towards his office, undoubtedly he has an executive position in that place and is not working at the furnaces. But he said, you can't imagine when 4,000 were let out, how empty the place was and everything simply echoed. And my footsteps seemed like some hundreds things as I walked through that plant towards my office. And many a moment I wanted to simply jump up and start running. It seemed so empty. She said, all right, that's something. I will remember when. And she applied that technique. When your footsteps scared you and you wanted to run towards the office. Now it's the clanker all over again. 